this program is basically a summary of my up and downs in my life. When we go through challenges in life, we don't know why it's happening, right? We always ask each, uh, I mean, I ask myself, why does that happen to me? Until I understood that challenges in life is very important to grow and to gain a superpower. And this superpower will help you manage your next challenge. Welcome to the 100th episode. Two years ago, I started this podcast with my first guests, Irenka Krone and Nina Prochaska from Switzerland. And with today's episode, it has come full circle as I'm very appreciative to welcome my next guest from Switzerland, Vanessa Gentile. Vanessa is half Brazilian and half Italian. She grew up in the Canton Thurgau until she was 21 years old and then she moved to Zurich to pursue her career in the tech industry. Vanessa speaks six languages fluently and she is the head of marketing at Salesforce in Switzerland. Vanessa's previous role was the director, alliance and channel at Salesforce in Switzerland. She was responsible for the Salesforce partners ecosystem focusing on partners' capabilities and capacity according to the market growth and need. Vanessa focused on transmitting and emphasizing the Salesforce journey through partners to transform, accelerate and innovate as Salesforce's strongest asset. To support the growth of women in the tech industry and help women come back to work after a career break, Vanessa founded bring women back to work to increase gender balance in the teams within the Salesforce partner ecosystem. Welcome to the show, Vanessa. Thank you so much, Karin, for having me and inviting me to your podcast. Very happy to be here. Thank you so much. And now for people listening to us today, um, can you tell them where are you calling in from and maybe a particular food or site in your area? Oh, sure. So I am calling from the beautiful Switzerland, therefore in the chocolate and cheese world. That sounds quite tasty. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Now, um, Vanessa, you have a truly fascinating professional multilingual and multicultural background. Could you share with our listeners more about that? Sure. So I am a daughter of two immigrants. Um, my father came from Italy. My mom is from Brazil. And they moved to Switzerland when they married in Brazil to get closer to my father's family in Italy. And then my mom um, got pregnant and I came into the world. So she had, um, she had after that, you know, one thing after another, she had never then the needs are, yeah, to go back to Brazil, actually. And as both of my parents had to work, I was carried by a Spanish woman during the day. And, uh, and, and she not only had me, but also their grandchild um, to carry. So it was really nice because that was the reason why I called her grandmother because the children uh, always ask, said to her, she is our grandmother. And indeed, she is not my grandmother or she was not my grandmother by blood. 
but she was definitely my grandmother by heart. And um, I was uh, nine years uh, with her. And after that, um, she moved back to Spain and my parents, after several years later, um, lost, unfortunately, that connection with her. So this is also why I speak, uh, I speak Spanish, because um, this woman, she, she didn't speak uh, a word of Italian or Portuguese. So she really just speak Spanish at that time. And I was carried in Spanish as well. So I learned with my parents, obviously speaking uh, Portuguese and Italian, but then also Spanish. And then when I entered in kindergarten, uh, it was, uh, it was uh, my third or fourth language was German. So this is a bit of, around the story on my multi <laughs> nationalities and language skills. Well, thank you so much. And could you share a bit about your professional background, which also is very fascinating, all the different steps you have um, taken. Could you give an overview to our listeners? Sure. So um, here in Switzerland, you have the possibility to have dual uh, studies, which means you go to school and in parallel, you work. And... Um, I did that, and when I before I went to um to a let's say a official job opportunity in my area where I study, um, I study well. I I worked for the police, the 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 criminal police, and as a simultaneous translator, and that was a really a uh, special experience, I can say, because, you know, you have to work with bad boys and bad girls. And you have also a psychologist on your side. But I mean, I was really young and it was really tough for me. This tips, the Simons, the Simonton translator and translation was cool, but the topic was really tough. And then they moved me to the court because I was not, I don't want to do that anywhere. And then that was better, but I, I, it was not the, it was not my passion and it was not, I mean, they, they wanted to keep me because I, I, I spoke several languages for them. It was really cool, but it was not the area that I wanted to, to, to move forward, let's say. And then I had the possibility because of a neighbor, you know, how coincidence happens. And they worked in an IT um, company and they asked me, hey, Vanessa, why are you not coming to a tech industry? And I said, what? Tech what? I could even not, you know, uh, I could even not recognize a Windows from an office. I, I was really, I, I was like 20 or something. And, and I said, well, what can I do there? And he said, yeah, well, you know what? This is an international company with your languages. You, you can speak with, with the entire world. And that was when they catch my attention. I say, okay, let's try. And I was really not what I was doing there, right? I, I just applied and I, and I really got the job. And that was the moment where I entered the tech industry because of my languages and because of, but I don't have any IT background. So um, I, 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 I was really not familiar with the tech industry, as I said, and it was really funny 
um, because I was there and taking care of customers. And with that, you know, then I enter into the topic of technology and what we were selling and all this. And it was really a learning by doing. And, and, and that was um, actually my first love to the technology. And uh, I never left uh, the tech industry afterwards. It's it's so interesting to hear you now, you know, with your language background, and then that moment that your neighbor got you interested in going to the tech industry, and here you are many years later, and it's just really many many years later. <laughs> it is fascinating, and you know, when I was doing my research um, for our conversation, I came across your grandmother's advice, which I really loved. So I'm going to quote this here. And um, she said, oh, she says, um, you are the only version of yourself in this world. And this is exactly your superpower. Use it. Can you tell me a bit more? How has this motto influenced you? Well, this motto has influenced my entire life because it was not very easy to grow as an immigrant in Switzerland at that time. The teacher always told me that I don't have to become a genius in school because one day I will go back to my country. And I was like, I was devastating. I asked my mom all the time, why they say that? I mean, I, I was born in Switzerland. I don't have another, another country. I never understood that he meant as I was born in Switzerland and, and I was grow up here, why they are saying that to me, just because I have black hairs and a brown skin. I was very good at school, but it was always very difficult to, to do things and enter. And, and always when I ask uh, something, the teacher has an excuse to not include me in, you know, uh, some cool projects or uh, some pitches um, uh, or speech or, you know, they, they put me always aside. Even I had the potential to do it. So therefore, um, I, I lost a lot of confidence at that time. I was young and I was always upset and I didn't like to go to school because of that. And my grandmother, so the ones that had grown me during nine years, mm -hmm. um, she said that to me, you are the only version of yourself and this is your superpower. You will never find somebody else in the world like you. Use that. And Of course, with nine or 10 years, you don't understand that, but it, it, you have that in your, in, your, in your DNA already. You heard it several times. It's somewhere in, in, in the brain. And when I had these circumstances in school, I always remember that. And that was the power that she gave me at that time when I heard that. And I said, no, I can. Why? Why is that he cannot judge on me? He don't know anything about me. Why he's saying I am not capable to do it? Why he's saying that? I, I, and then it was the, the other way around. So I gained more power through those words to say, no, I can, I, I will do that. And I will show everybody that I can. So this is what happens with this, with this quote to me during my school time when I was so you know, upset and, and sad about, about what's happening. Thinking back what you had just said, that one of the reasons all of your um, career is exactly on that 
you know, background, having the ability to speak so many languages. And yeah, that's thank you. And so now the first time I saw and learned about you was when, um, you know, you started the Bring Women Back to Work program. And it is now a second anniversary. So happy second anniversary to the program. And thank you. It's just, I, you know, amazing. And I'd love to learn more. Why did you decide to start this program? And how did you decide to do it? Look, um, this program is basically a summary of my up and downs in my life. When we go through challenges in life, we don't know why it's happening, right? We always ask each, uh, I mean, I ask myself, why has that happened to me? Until I understood that challenges in life is very important to grow and to gain a superpower. And this superpower will help you manage your next challenge. So this is, this is for me very important to, to understand because things happen in life which you cannot control and you cannot always, you know, crawling around and say, help, what's, what's going on here? So you can really strengthen you and, and make you a better version of yourself. And bringing them back to work, to go back to, to your question, was a summary of all my up and downs until I built a program. So my parents, for example, divorced when I was nine years old. And my mom had to take two jobs to carry me. And, and she was frequently exhausted and, and sometimes also sad. That was the moment where I decided, to, uh, it was not the moment at nine, but it was the moment you know when I grew up, when I decided, hey, I will always be independent for me, for my mom, and, and obviously for my kids. And... Second, then later on, when I went back, for example, from my second maternity leave, my job was occupied. I was unexpected. That was unexpected experience for me because I was not aware that my job were giving to somewhere else. I was thinking that I can start where I stopped, but it was not, not like this. And then I learned that, for example, in Switzerland, every seven women lose her job during or after maternity leave. So it has really a statistic behind that. It has several reasons why that happens, but it happens. So, and, and on a later stage, I also find out that women are underrepresented in IT, for example, not only um, in IT, by the way. And also that um, as a working mom in the tech industry, I thought, that's the best place to be as a mom, right? It's a flexible work um, place where you can combine your private um, schedule with your, with your uh, business schedule. And this is a summary of my challenges and experience. And when at that time, my parents at Salesforce said to me, hey, what are you doing here? And what is the thing that, that you want to do more? And then I thought, I don't know. I want to change. You know, I want to have more women in, in, in IT. I want to do this. This thing was not clear in my head what this, what this really mean. And then when I joined Salesforce, I was responsible for the partner ecosystem. So also responsible for growing the ecosystem within the partners, where when they said to me, hey, we are struggling to find new talents, we are struggling to find women because we cannot find women working with, with us within the Salesforce ecosystem and so forth. And I was like, okay, I think now I know. I think now I know what I, what I should do. I will build a program 
where the partners um, can access the pool of talent. And because those women are not coming from the tech industry and we are hiring for attitude and training for skills, we are then building them for the tech industry. So the partners will then hire them. So all these women have an amazing background, but not in tech, which is not a problem because we will reskill them in the program. So what I did, I built a program that uh, goes one year for the women that applies and get um, accepted into the program is for free. In this year, uh, they learn the basics of IT. They learn um, to gain their confidence back because most of those women had a longer career break, is in a foreign country, is not coming from the tech industry. So she has to deal with several challenges at the same time. And we are building knowledge around technology, but also a lot of trainings around confidence. And we are giving mentorship, we are giving coaching, um, we are giving advices, leadership, um, leadership training. So everything in one year. And during the year, we also connect, obviously, these great women with our partners. So the partners in the program, it's not only the, the partners from Salesforce, but also customers from Salesforce became a partner of bringing them back to work in the meantime, which is absolutely great. So then they hire out of this uh, pool of talent and they started a new journey in a new, in a new area and in, in a new industry. And um, the program in the meanwhile, as you already said, is two years old. We have 68 women in the program. 65% has been already hired. 55% has already an administration certification from Salesforce. And 86% of those jobs that they got it over the program are part-time positions. So everything what seems very difficult or impossible to get as a, let's say a normal woman, in, woman individual who had a longer career break, wants to enter in a new industry is being possible with him bringing them back to work. We have also women that um, had or, or that got hired during pregnancy, which is in Switzerland, very, very rare. First of all, a woman will never apply to a job when she is pregnant. This is the behavior or, I don't know, the, the unconscious bias in us or the confidence that is missing. And, and the partners within the program are very well aware of this equality and diversity topic that we are running. And every partner that participates in bringing back to work has this DNA in their, in, their, in their company and has equality and diversity as part of their values. So for them, it's not an issue if a woman is pregnant or not. If she is the right fit, she will get hired. And these are all things that happens uh, within the program, which is really amazing to see. That's just fascinating. And it's amazing, you know, how many lives the program is changing for the better. And so I'm curious if, you know, reflecting back on the two years, what would you say has been the most surprising aspect of the program? Um, I had so many positive experiences. And I think that 
for me, it is such a gratitude to see that we are helping so many, so many women out there with the new chapter in their life. Um, this is for me an absolutely highlight. For me, it's also a highlight that I have partners in the program that hired 14 women in their company from bringing them back to what, 14, one, four, another one, 10, and another one, four. So they really like the way that they are now increasing their diversity within their teams. You know, remember we started with, I, we don't find talent, we don't have women, to 14 women in their, in their business. And the other highlight is for me that really we can change, you know? We, we, you have to be crazy enough to believe that you can change the world and you really do. I had a vision, I had a plan and it works, it really works. And I can really change the DNA of companies through the program by showing all the stories, all the success stories we have from partner side and also from the participant side. That's amazing. And so, you know, one of the things people might be wondering, listening to us. So the women who joined, can you tell what transferable skills do you feel they brought with them that they gained during their time of the career break, the unpaid care work that was helpful for them in that program? I think that for everybody, it means something else. So everybody goes through their own challenge in life and you become the unique version of yourself through this, right? And for example, I can speak for myself. When I become a mother, a lot of things changed. Um, I become a doctor. I become a teacher. I become a clown. I become so many things. So reskilling is per se in our DNA. And this is also something that supports you when you enter back in the, in the business. And when, when you have to, you know, to be more conscious uh, about your work, what you are doing, you have less time, but you have to do more, how you structure your daily uh, business with a family and with kids and with school and with their network and with your network and so forth. I think that it's difficult to, to answer this question because everybody is unique. And I think that what I can, what they can learn in the program is obviously the reskilling that we are doing, but they're the, the people behind this. That's unique. You cannot, you, you cannot change that. And, and, and you cannot do anything about that because this is unpayable and this is priceless. This is, the, this is what I see and this is what I want that people focus on the, on the human being and not are looking for, you know, 10 languages, two uh, university degrees, seven um, trainings, I don't know what. So I think that everybody brings something to their next job opportunity. And the most important is the person, because the rest you can learn. Where do you see the program go in the next, let's say, five years or so? Well, I hope that this program expands internationally with Hinsey, I suppose. 
But my biggest mission is to really change the DNA of the companies and to change the way they attract talent and become a more diverse culture within their, their company. There are people listening from all over the world. They might be HR leaders or business leaders. And now they've listened to you hearing bringing back um, women from unpaid care work into the business world. So what would you tell them sort of in general, if they wanted to start doing this, they might not have a program like yours. Um, any tips to them? How do you start bringing back more um, women who might have had a career break? So thank you for this question. Um, first of all, equality and diversity have to, has to be a core value of the companies and has to be led and lived by the leaders. This is number one. They have to have a programming phase where they can retain first and maintain their woman after a break. So what they are doing, what they can do to bring these women back. In Switzerland, for example, just to give you a sense of numbers, 60% of women with a university degree never find back to work. Why? So um, certainly have a program in place. It can be something like bring them back to work, but it can be also something smaller specifically for their, for their industry or specific for their company. So they have also to build transparency in salary and promotion to ensure equal pay for equal work. Talking about salary should be not a taboo. It should be discussed within employees and the managers to avoid gaps and correct where needed. They have to build a flexible environment if possible and lead people by performance and not by hours. And then more and more companies have to see their employees as a human being, as I said before, first, and give them the freedom to express and meet the needs of their entire identity. So we have to see people in a new, in a, with a different lens. For me, the greatest platform for change is people. If you don't have, you know, you have to, you can have the best technology ever. But if you don't have the right people that can use it, the technology is useless. So it's so important to have not only diverse people, but also to keep your people and to see them as a human being and to see that they have also a private life and to see that how can, how can we support the caregivers in their, in their situation? How can we financially support families with caregivers in it? Most of the time are still women. You just said most of the time um, you know, caregivers are still women. So how can we have more male role models who work part-time or who have been a stay-at-home dad for a while so we can get to gender equality faster? So I think that we are doing great. So many companies are changing that. And it's not only, uh, and it's not a taboo anymore if the father works 80% and so. But I think that we need to um, communicate and to talk about that more, more about this change to make that change more happen. That it's not a taboo if a father stay at home and the mother goes, go, go working. Or for example, 
um, the flexible work um, style that I mentioned before, it's also um, very convenient for both, not only for women, but also for the men who has obviously family at home so that they can, you know, say, okay, I stay in the morning, you go in the afternoon, I carry then uh, the kids, you carry then. So this flexible work, it's obviously a beneficial for both. And the other thing is what Salesforce, for example, is doing. We give three months of paternity leave here in Switzerland is a couple of days. That's it. So then it's for sure who has to stay at home. It's clear that it's it's the woman and not the father. And, and if we are changing that, if we are giving the possibility also to father to stay at home uh, by paternity, by extending the paternity leave time or by, by giving them the flexible uh, possibilities to work uh, from anywhere or part-time, I think then we came into a point where we see, okay, again, it's the human being. It's not about women or men, it's the human being. And it doesn't matter if it's the women or the men who has to carry the children, both has the same opportunity in the business, but also the flexibility to manage their lives. And if we, if we change that in companies, I believe that we can have this balance on equality and also men and women uh, in the business. I think this is so important. And, you know, so I'm wondering, here is your program bringing women back to tech. I'm looking and I'm, you know, there are few people, a few men in care work or education. Do you know, is there a program similar, but the opposite in the sense of, you know, bringing men to care or educational um, careers so that, we have more of a diversity. Mm -hmm. No, unfortunately, I am not aware of that. But I think that, as I said before, many companies are doing great work, like, for example, a Salesforce is a great example. Um, but we have to talk more about that. You know, we have to, to tell the world the great things we are doing around equality and diversity. Every company should have that really... Um, in top of mind in the communication because it is a great, first of all, it's great for the company because it's a great place to work. Second, um, it's like I am doing here at Bring Me I'm Back to Work, like talking about the success stories brings other company to change. I really appreciate that you are here and you're sharing more so people from all over the world can listen and realize that, you know, this could be something they could start, whether it's in a small way or a bigger way at their organization as well. So really happy to have you here. And now one question I have is, we are in the pandemic. And how do you feel that the pandemic has influenced the future of work and flexible work in particular? Well, in many ways, right? So thanks to the technology, we were able to still work, to still serve our customers, to still do our job, you know, and, and, and get the paycheck end of the end of the month. Uh, company has understood that trust is the new value of work. Over 90% of the companies has enabled their employees to work from home. Before it was like 35, 35th or 34%, something like this. 
I saw in a recent study of um, uh, IDC. So more opportunities to find more talents as people don't have to come every day to, to the office, for example. And consequently, your talent pool has increased. Companies has created different workplaces within their companies to support network, but also team workshops and projects instead of silos, working in silos and working in, in a one single place, let's say. So they have understood, I think, the, the different ways of work and what the value and the privilege is. And um, thanks also to technology, of course. And um, what fascinated me is that companies had understood that even if you are not seeing your, your employee face-to-face, that he is working, right? What, what, that's why I, I meant about trust is, you know, the new value of work because you have to trust your employee because you are not seeing them anymore every day. And, um, and this, I think, it's one of the most important aspects of the change that we went through the pandemic in the workplace. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. And there were so many bad things that have happened in the t last two years. But yes, being able to have more people working remote or hybrid and therefore, you know, having other aspects of trust-based work, like maybe job sharing, where you have to also trust each other. I think it, it's been really, really helpful. Yeah, and uh, I mean, in, in, in the past, before the pandemic, um, it was, I mean, it was not possible to work with the kids. Right. And this was also a learning for me. So how to work with the kids at home, how to restructure my, my working day and my working life with the kids at home. This was also a learning. It works as well. It works. They learned, okay, now, now I can, now I don't can ask. And yeah, I mean, it's not ideally, but it can work. And we learned that also working with several people at home, it is a challenge, but it helped us to understand better. Okay. How can I do what by when? And, um, and that was super interesting also for me, I have to admit. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I'm curious, do you have a favorite book that you could be sharing with our audience? Well, when I have time to read. <laughs> yes, yes, when. yes, yes. Um, just a detail. But <laughs> yes, I love, um, I love reading biographies. And the one who touched me the most was certainly the one from Steve Jobs. He became a better version of himself through his life as well and through his experience. And he had a lot of up and downs, but then, but he never gave up. And interesting also to, uh, to read the story that he built and invented and where this company is today. I mean, it's amazing to see the evolution of his idea from then to now. So fascinated me absolutely thank you now it's been wonderful talking to you is there anything today that we have not touched upon that you would like to share with our audience I think we we shared um, the most important things and I think that if uh, a woman is listening to us and is struggling to go back to work I just wanted to say that First of all, she has to enable her network. She is not alone and she's not the only one. 
So enable her, her network means husband, partner, mother, care, care school, whatever. And, and then to trust, delegate and trust. It's what we are doing in the business. It works also at home. And then to be excited about what is coming for, for her. And that certainly she will become the better version of herself. Thank you. And now, how can people find you, Vanessa? Well, uh, you can find me over the program, www.salesforce.com, but also LinkedIn. Um, I am on LinkedIn as well, very active, sharing topics and stories around the program, but also around um, our marketing stories in Switzerland. So happy to connect. Thank you so much, Vanessa. It was such a wonderful conversation with you. I learned so much. And thank you for sharing all of these insights with listeners from all over the world. Thank you for having me once again. It was a pleasure to talk to you. So greetings to Vancouver and um, goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas. To keep listening to future episodes, please head over to iTunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating. We would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment. Until the next time, goodbye!